0: Hey, faith community. I am Jason Wick. We are continuing our walk through the New Testament together. Today we are in John chapter 19. A lot happens uh, here in John chapter 19. Hopefully you've already read through uh, this chapter. If you haven't, you might want to give this video a pause, read through the chapter, and then come back and we'll discuss a little bit about what's happening here. Uh, In sort of a summary, um, Pilate, this is now the the. Another trial that Jesus is, is going to—he's um, there at the beginning of the chapter. Jesus is being hit. The, the soldiers are mocking him. Um, Pilate presents Jesus to the Jews. Uh, they yell, "Crucify him! Crucify him!" They—they uh, they say that they want to crucify him because he's making claims of being God's son, which of, of course is true, and of course they don't—they don't like that claim. Like Jesus coming on the scene uh, and being the son of God and teaching things um, and getting the people, drawing the people to him. This this. Disrupts the entire uh, Jewish religious world at a time and so they they're not liking that they're not liking giving up on what they know what they're comfortable with uh, This Jesus comes onto the scene and just totally flips everything upside down uh, So they they rile the crowd up um, Against Jesus they want Jesus to be crucified Pilate uh, says you know I'm crucified go ahead and, and crucify him this, this is Pilate speaking sarcastically and saying look this is I, I know you can't crucify him you know you can't crucify him. Why are you trying to make me do your dirty work? Um, but of course, as we continue on, we see there's there's so much pressure that's put on him uh, politically that he, he goes forward um, with it. Pilate uh, has Jesus crucified at Golgotha. There are two others. There's two thieves on either side of Jesus. The title King of the Jews um, is is written um, above the head of, of Jesus and, and, and a couple things as is, is Jesus is, is being led to the cross and um, this statement um, here where, where Pilate is, is writing the sign that goes over Jesus head one uh, the thing we see is, is John. Uh, says in verse 17 that Jesus is carrying his own cross. Uh, Mark says in his gospel in chapter 15 verse 21 uh, that there's a man, Simon of Cyrene, who has the task of carrying Jesus' cross. And so we have here that you know giving sort of different perspectives. and what probably happened is Jesus starts by carrying his own cross, he gets tired and the guards allow you know someone else to carry the cross the rest of the way, the rest of the way for him. And then we see uh, Pilate is is writing this this sign that goes over Jesus' head. Uh, he writes King of the Jews, it's written in three different languages in Hebrew and Greek and in Latin. Uh, the chief priest is like, can you add something to that? Can you add that he's claiming to be the son, the king of the Jews? Um, and Pilate's like, No, I've already written it. This is what's going to happen. Um, so, so that happens. Uh, soldiers are casting lots for Jesus' clothing. Um, women who follow Jesus are standing by. Uh, Jesus then looks at John, his disciple, whom he loves, uh, who's the author of this. This. Gospel of of John and First, Second, Third John, and the Book of Revelation uh, in our Scripture. Jesus looks at John and says, "John, can you take care of of my mom? Can you take care of of, of who we know is is Mary?" And uh, a couple things that this this alludes to um, that Jesus is, is looking out for his mother, and that Jesus chooses John uh, to take care of his mother. A couple things that this might suggest uh, aren't expe- explicitly listed out in the text, but some things that that we might assume from the text. Uh, One is that we can assume that Jesus has, uh, that Joseph has passed away um, at this point. There's no need for Jesus to be looking after his mother uh, if, you know, Joseph is there. If, if Mary's husband um, Joseph is there, there's no need for Jesus to make this arrangement. But because Jesus makes this arrangement and because we we don't see anything of Joseph in the adult life of of Jesus, we assume that, that Joseph is, has um, died um, at this point. And so Jesus looks to John and says, John can you can you take care of my mom? Jesus doesn't look at his brothers uh, to have them take care of his mother. And, and we uh, can See that that John has a relationship with Jesus. John is a believer in Jesus. Jesus' brothers at this point were not yet believers that he was the son of God, and so uh, this is important as Jesus is honoring his mother as he is looking out for her future uh, to have someone who is a believer looking after his mom. Of course, the the brothers of Jesus later came uh, to believe after the resurrection that Jesus is the son of God, but we can assume maybe that this is this is the the reason why. Uh, Jesus looks to John and says, can you take care of of my mother? So uh, Jesus asks John to care for his mother. Then he requests a drink uh, and he dies. Uh, the Jews ask for the legs of Jesus to be broken. Uh, the guards go and they break the legs of the thief uh, on the cross to the side of Jesus. But when they get to Jesus, they, they marvel and they say he's already, he's already dead. There's no need uh, to break the bones. And this is just To fulfill that Old Testament prophecy, which John alludes to um, here in his chapter. And then the soldier pierces the side of Jesus. Blood and water flow out. Joseph of Arimathea requests Jesus' body and Nicodemus brings spices. His body is bound and buried in a new tomb in a garden near Golgotha. And one of the things that I want to look at as we as we review this chapter and you've read this chapter and we've seen some of those insights is is what happened on the cross we know physically what happened that Jesus um, you know said his, his last words he made arrangements uh, he cried out to God and his he, he gave up his his spirits he died on the cross but but what happened spiritually on the cross and and the first thing we need to understand is that that Sin has incredible consequences. The the reason Jesus died on the cross is because of of me. The reason Jesus died on the cross is because of of you. Um, Our sin led to the death of Jesus on the cross. This is what had to be done. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages for my sin are, are death. A lot of times we like to... To belittle our sin, we like to explain our sin away. We like to say it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but as we read the pages of Scripture, we see our sin is is a major deal. This is this is a huge huge issue. And Romans six twenty three says the wages of sin is death. Th- there ha- death is the payment for for sin. And so when Jesus died, he died for our sins. First uh, Corinthians fifteen three uh, says for I passed on to you as most important what i also received that christ died for our sins according to the scripture jesus died for our sins and so so god the father charged jesus with all of our sin when he was on the cross second corinthians 5:21 it says he made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of god and so so christ became that that sin uh, for us all the sin was charged Um, to him, and God judged the full penalty of our sin when Jesus died. Colossians 2.14 says, He erased the certificate of debt with its obligations that there was against us and opposed to us, and has taken it away by nailing it to the cross. And so that payment that had to be made uh, for our sin, and Romans 6.23 says that that the wages of sin is is death, and when Jesus was nailed to the cross, uh, He paid the full penalty of that sin and so what does that mean it means that Jesus through his death on the cross uh, conquered the power of sin death and Satan um, when he died for our sins Colossians two fifteen uh, says that Jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities and disgraced them publicly he triumphed over them and so he defeats the power that sin has on me the power of death and that payment that was owed and the power of of Satan in my life and so uh, now Hebrews uh, 2 14 and 15 says now since the children have flesh and blood in common Jesus also shared in these so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death that is the devil and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death and so after this we are we are given a new life we are freed from sin, that Jesus uh, took our sins. He, he took the, the weight of our sins. Uh, God judged those sins. Payment was made for those sins. We have been freed uh, from the bondage to those sins, and now we have new life. Galatians 2.20, it says, I have been crucified. This is Paul talking. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live and the body I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus paid the full penalty of our sin. He totally defeated the power of sin. And now because of this, uh, I can live in freedom from my sin, knowing that it's been paid for, uh, knowing that it's been nailed to the cross, and knowing that the bondage has been broken and I have been redeemed by Christ. Also, what happens on the cross is is the righteousness of Christ is imputed onto me. And so I now, uh, God, when he looks at me, he sees the righteousness of Christ. And so this is amazing truths that happen in John chapter 19. And of course, John chapter 19 would not be amazing if it's not followed by uh, the resurrection of Christ. So so stay tuned with us the next few days as we unpack the resurrection. Thank you so much for joining me today. God bless and have a wonderful day.